0: Aquila Johnson and I talk about the Peace Corps, Morehouse, and what's in a name on this episode of Let's Talk About This Offline. Hey, you made it. Welcome to Let's Talk About This Offline. I'm your host, Jewel Turner. In the early 2000s, my family joined the Foreign Service. And since then, we've had the opportunity to work and live and play all over the world this podcast is about our adventures at home and abroad so join me my family and some pretty cool friends as we unpack the highs and the lows of being global nomads thank you for joining me hi how are you I am good. I am really good. I'm glad that I'm talking to you. Um, okay. First things first, we have to do a time zone
1: check-in. So what's your time zone and where are you in the world? Well, right now I am in Chicago. And so my time zone is central time, one hour from okay. Eastern Standard Time. And the next maybe 48 hours... I will be in Malaysia, and so I will be 12 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And hey, congratulations. I'm um, so happy for you guys. And for our listeners, Aquila Johnson is a diplomat with the United States State Department. But most importantly, she's my friend. <laughs> And a friend who I've met through someone else, which is the theme of this podcast, um, which is kind of like how we're all connected, especially in the Foreign Service, State Department, other agencies, all together. Um, So hi, folks out there. We're all in the same. Shout out to everybody who's in Chicago and Virginia. (laughs) Um uh, yeah, so I wanted to ask, okay, we met through a friend, and so who's our friend in common?
1: So our friend in common i I sometimes I get confused because we have two we have two different links. There's a friend, and I was connected yeah. to you. I thought through our um what we call the community liaison office, mm-hmm. you were the community liaison like our, our officer who kind of takes care of us and keeps our morale up and um, running within the and understood all my questions about the kids <laughs> and the school and what's it like. Um, which happened in this, I, I lay it out this way because it happens at every post. Um, so we were being connected through formal channels. And then in parallel, there is the Morehouse channel, channel which is so very powerful in its own right. Because my husband um, was saying, he was like, well, I'm connected to mm-hmm. Jules' husband, mm-hmm. Um through Morehouse, you know, we're where Morehouse men. And I was like, oh, and he, um, and so he was he was already setting up mm-hmm. phone calls um, with your husband and getting advice and talking about mm-hmm. the landscape in terms of do you work in Malaysia, do you not work in Malaysia, what's yeah. the embassy like? Um, so they had already had like a series of calls. And I mention this because... It happens everywhere we go.
0: Wow.
1: When, when we were in Indonesia, I was like, I am hooked up with the Clo," And then Curtis says, well, I am hooked up with Morehouse. <laughs> so his Morehouse brother was in Indonesia and in Jakarta. Um, and we became good friends with them. And, and um, his, he and his wife were just like great guiding tools um, and, and and the school system. And it's something that um, I'm slightly envious of, but also very proud of that um, whenever we're moving to another assignment or even coming back to Washington, um, the Morehouse connection and an expansion of that, the HBCU connection that he's tapped into, just like jumps into gear. It, it's like full on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, welcome, welcome. Well, I just, a slight correction, not to, Nat didn't, did not go to Morehouse. Oh. No. But, but you're, you're right. No, you're, because you're probably like, you let me go on and on. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, no? we knew Tammy. Yeah. Uh. And no. Abdul Rahman. Okay. And he went to Morehouse. Yeah, I was like, wait, there's a more Right, right, right. no, you're on point. No, I didn't want to interrupt, but <laughs> he went to Morehouse. We knew this is so good. see, I love the Foreign Service. So we knew Tammy and Abdi Rahman in Egypt when we were in Egypt in oh man, like oh six. Okay. Got to be friends with them, lovely, lovely, lovely people. And then um, you know, stayed in touch and then uh Abdu Rahman emailed Nat, my husband, Mm -hmm. and said, Hey, we've got some friends coming. Um, You know, they're thinking about, I think you were thinking about bidding or you had already got the assignment.
1: I can't remember. We were locked and loaded and we were just trying to figure it out.
0: Okay. Yeah. And they were like, And you guys were coming to visit KL and. Nat was like, "Okay, so we got we're going to take him out to dinner." And I was like, "Okay, okay, okay." <laughs> and that's 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 crazy. And you know when you see 6 degrees of separation, right? So when you mentioned Morehouse, my cousin, well, Nat's cousin, Nat's cousin's husband went to Morehouse. And I would okay. I'm going to call him. "Hey, Travis. How you doing out there? He's in the Marines." He love you and I bet he I'm sure there's a connection but like you were saying it's a really beautiful thing because you just throw a name out there and then someone catches that fish
1: well that is so kind of you for welcoming Aww. us um and having dinner with us because I remember we went to one of like a mutual like favorite dumpling chains right uh, we were sitting there talking um for the longest just about uh the adjustment from dc to eap but i've been telling people that nat went to my house <laughs> so i don't know if you want to correct it or ride with it but uh, i have a good weather." <laughs>
0: you can ride with it and then um We'll just leave it up to him he's going to be on the
1: podcast soon folks so we'll address it <laughs> but yes abdul and tammy they were a godsend um we were in Indonesia and very kind and so much so that i think abdul's brother was in singapore outside of the foreign service and he was because curtis was deciding is he going to work yeah. within the embassy is he going to work outside and his brother was also like a great resource and and very um very friendly to us and so that's something that we've benefited from and something mm-hmm. that we've definitely learned um to give back you know as others are, are coming into this to this life.
0: It is an amazing life. I mean it's got its wild parts and uncertainties. Um that sometimes feel more extreme than than others, but mm-hmm. uh, I just love traveling and I love meeting amazing people like you and I mean did, was the appeal like your life prior to f s life like were you can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: sure, so I I was always interested in traveling mm-hmm. and um, learning languages, learning from new cultures mm-hmm. um, from the beginning and I really credit that to my parents. My mom made me <laughs> um, it was a part of my high school's program um, that your senior year in, your senior year in high school is like a rites of passage you would go abroad with you know, the teachers as chaperones, et cetera, wow. for two weeks. And so I think like even a freshman in high school, my mom was like, You're doing this. And I was like, What? She's like, You're <laughs> gonna you're gonna go abroad, you're gonna just you're gonna see the world, you're gonna understand that you are a part of the world, that you fit within the world, you have a voice within the world, um, and it deserved presence and visibility within the Ooh,
0: world. I love that.
1: So, um I went on this trip, kind of hopped around Italy, and the teachers who were our chaperones are just amazing and gods, because I don't know if I would have done that with, like, 15 other teenage girls mm-hmm. being responsible for them country hopping. But I did that um, and really bit the bug and continued to study abroad in college. Um, Where did you go? I, up, I went to Rutgers University in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They have a, a number of great exchange programs. So I had studied in Mexico and I studied in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after graduation, I worked for a while and it, it didn't really fit with me. So I joined the Peace Corps. Oh, uh, I didn't- my coworkers were like, you remind us of those people that joined the Peace Corps. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, they're like, you're always talking about the global context of like you know art of finance. I was like, well, I feel like it's connected. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, uh, I realized that the banking world didn't fit for me. And so I joined the Peace Corps. And while I was in the Peace Corps, I met foreign service officers. I met people that worked in development um, wow. and met people that were kind of committed to this service of building bridges and diplomacy through various ways um, while overseas. And that's when I said, "Okay, I think this is something that I would like to do for a living." So then I went to grad school, Georgetown. They have a mm-hmm. Master's of Foreign Service program, and from there, um, became a part of a fellowship, um, which I will send you information about at the end. It's an amazing fellowship, oh, I'd love to the Charles yeah. Wangle Graduate Fellowship, mm-hmm. for those who just know they want to serve in the foreign service. So I joined um that program and then through there kind of committed to the foreign service and i've been a part of the foreign service for 11 10 years it's been 10 years wow what a journey
0: so you so peace corps um when when someone said you seem like a peace corps person what is a peace corps person what's what's the type (laughs)
1: It really ranges. Um, I th- So the Peace Corps had a slogan. I don't know if they still do, but their slogan was, how far will you go? Mm. That was their slogan. Um, mm. And I always felt like I go anywhere. <laughs> um, and so when I was working in finance at the time, you know, we had clients, we had international clients, we mm. had some Businesses that you're supporting overseas, and I always wanted to really understand and show self awareness with the person that was in front of me. Mm. Um, so, if we're talking about the investment market in Peru, what does that mean? Yeah, right. What does that mean in terms of what is their political process? What is their government like? Um, how do, what are their hours of operations? Like, are we going to be on the phone late at night at eight o'clock or are they going to wrap things up at six o'clock? Um, wow. You know, what are their primary exports? Like I was always really trying to fully understand um, what we call business and industry models and the profile of a person. Right. Um, and often in finance, it's just, just know the numbers. And I was like, no, we got to know the people. And they were like, okay, Aquila, you... <laughs> Um so someone just they would say that like you you remind me of the you know the Peace Corps people that just want to kind of leave the office and sit um somewhere mm-hmm. and stay on top of like, you know, a mom and pop stuff and and have like what we call in Peru tallarines, it's a it's a type of noodle, and like mm-hmm. really dig in and, and kind of get behind. The stuff, this suit and tie, and the stuff that makes us seem like they, we're the same, and really dig into what it is the authenticity mm-hmm. of the other person. Um, and so that is once I someone said that, and I actually went to a Peace Corps open house, and I was like, Yeah, I, I respect this, right? Um, I have a and I value this type of interaction where you plant yourself in someone else's community and you go by their rules to, to provide a service, to contribute to what their, their already decided goals and priorities are Mm -hmm. learn their language, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fully eat their food, uh, (laughs) all of it, just all of it. And so um, I went forward. And then when I learned that I could do it, um, as a diplomat, I was like, okay, let's, let's keep it going. Yeah. That's
0: fantastic. And there's a lot of peace, former Peace Corps people, folks that are in the foreign service that I've met. So it's like a, definitely a pathway uh, into diplomatic service, which is pretty cool. I was telling my son about it the other day and he was like, what's the Peace Corps? And I was like, Oh, it's so cool, you're gonna love it. And I was
1: trying to... if you're thinking about it, I will talk. I mean, if you want me to talk to you, yes. I, I will sell it. So, just so you know, be ready. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> your cup. My parents, they are like, Say what now? I was like, yeah, they're like, Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, when, I mean, when
0: I hear Peace Corps and when he heard Peace Corps, he was like thinking, You know, like Birkenstocks and a lot of Peace. 70s peace and i'm like no no it's more uh service to the world and really being a, a citizen to the world and, and help yeah yeah, yeah. For, and especially for um what you're saying um you're looking through the lens of mm-hmm. the culture that you're in and trying to implement tools that help um those folks if that makes sense yeah
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. it's You said it way more eloquently than I could ever.
1: <laughs> well, I, I had practice because I had to kind of, you know, explain that to my parents when I was ah. leaving the very well-worn path of, of corporate America. And I was like, I'm going to do a, the Peace Corps. And that's what they pictured. My mom's like, you don't even own Bergen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, what? I'm not buying those. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think that's the break. I think all of us um, go through where you're raised in a family. Doesn't matter what type of family, but there's a, there's a break where you have to follow your own path. And that could be in high school or after or graduate school or whatever, where you, you know, I think everyone puts everyone else in a, in a, a nice um decorated box
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and then yeah. when you say oh you know what I've outgrown that um there is a shock to the system and I think um we're all better for it <laughs> serving yeah. the
1: world and you too. thank you um, oh. I'm still I'm really floored I'm like wait they just that's, and that kind of speaks to one of the benefits of the Foreign Service in the Dipcor and that it's such mm-hmm. that it can be very um because we're living overseas, you develop these communities and these families. And so because we had a shared friend, then mm-hmm. the natural reaction from that is, okay, well, they're in town, they're checking out the scene. Looks like we're hosting them for lunch. <laughs> and it's
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I and I know there's a um a lot of people have trouble, not trouble, but making adults as a friend as making friends as adults is, it's like a new territory, you know what I mean? But when you're overseas, and you're the only person in a country that someone might know, you end up exploring that path and going down there and saying, oh yeah, yeah we're friends. Yeah, we- <laughs> I'm 40. I just made five new brand new friends and um I, that's what makes me feel like and i don't know about you but i feel like i'm living a full complete life uh being abroad
1: yeah that's a great way to put it
0: actually mm-hmm. i'm kind of using sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but like yeah you i'm using every bit of my brain <laughs> not just part of it for me yeah for me for me for us for this this uh this crazy life that I love. So um I just wanna end with I love your name. Ah. I love it. And I when I heard the meaning of your name, and I would love it if you could share that with our listeners. Oh, yeah. What your name means. It's so cool. What is your That's name? Mean? So
1: funny. Um yeah, so my name is I guess I'll say Aquila uh, Aquila okay I'm yeah. sorry no it was well, the two E's it throws everybody off but mm-hmm. so it means eagle so the it's let's uh, um, just say it's Latin based and you will find it in the Bible you'll find it in the Quran wow. um, and if you look at the kind of phonetic pronunciation of ego, A-G-U-I-L-A. Mm-hmm. Um, it blends with Aquila, A-Q-U-I-L-A. So um for a long time, I, and you know this, but for a long time when I was, you know, growing up, my name is mm-hmm. very unique. Mm-hmm. So, and in almost all settings within the United States, it was, <laughs> how do we say this? Like I would see the teacher like pause and I was like, oh, it's my turn. They're talking. To me. <laughs> they're- <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, it's, it's like I'm yeah. here. <laughs> like you know, um, and and it would you know I would talk to my dad about it, and I was like, ah, oh, nobody knows how to say my name. Where'd you get this name from? I can't take it. And then as I began to live abroad and travel mm-hmm. abroad, I see my mm-hmm. name everywhere. Um, I spell my name in Italy all the time. It's spelled different, but it's you wow. know very sem- same meaning. When I did, I talk about Peru because I did Peace Corps Peru, and so um, the moment people met me and they see my name, okay. they're like "Akila," and then um, and um, kind of Muslim majority countries, people automatically know my name and understand its meaning and really give weight to, which I think has been a blessing to. The process of whoever selected my name i've had in muslim majority countries i've had conversations with people and they Mm -hmm. say who picked out that name i'll say oh my dad and they're like why he said they'll say he took time with that and i didn't know that it's actually a a constellation in the stars in the shape of an eagle so it was very purposeful so wait we're going to have to look that up and if it's not true we're going to have to edit it out No, that's right. That's why so, um, I'm looking at it, so it wasn't until that's awesome. I was abroad that I really got to understand and yeah. and see myself and see what I was given by my parents. Um and then coming back into mm. the United States, coming into spaces where my name is not the norm, and then having to kind of inform and and educate those that are fig- trying to figure out how to say it and what it all means and um, bring them into my world, right? Bring them into to kind of my views. Um, so thats yeah. so that's been its own journey, which has been really mm-hmm. interesting. And it's really forced me when it came time to our children a similar painstaking process about what their names are. Oh, were. yeah. So there is Zora, our uh, four year old, are... and there is Miles, mm-hmm. uh, our six year old. So, yeah, Zora is uh, named, named after, after Zora or... Noreston, the... um, one of my favorite writers for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And Miles is named <laughs> after Miles Davis, who was um, a very influential. Influential artist, um, as well as an activist in his own right, um, who has influence on my husband. So we and we have those conversations with both kids as to why those wow. names were selected for them and what mm-hmm. that means. And um, you know, we view it as an affirmation whenever we say it for them mm-hmm. to understand.
0: Mm-hmm that's really beautiful and i think um i agree with you in that what you name your child uh points towards their mm-hmm. destiny and ultimately their legacy that they leave in the world um also and i've had the same i've had a similar mm-hmm. ex- sort of similar experience because my name is a noun and so it translates very easily all over the world but t- all especially in brazil um i think it's pronounced joia joia which means like um it's a it's a way to describe a great day or a beautiful sunrise like i'm having a jewel of a day and so when i would say my name people would be <laughs> like, you're calling yourself amazing and i was like actually i am uh <laughs> My mom did that, <laughs> but it does. Yeah. It helps you reframe Because you're always telling who you people are. one of your
1: signatures uh, when is you to hear- you know follow the light, find the light um, within themselves, and, and share that with others. Yeah. So that connects so much. Now, now, now I really understand. Ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and my husband, uh, his family all has historical names. So, yeah, um, in his family, there's a uh, Malcolm, and we have we have a Martin, and Nat is named after Nat Turner, um who led the slave revolt. And so, yeah, it goes all, and
1: it, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So, thank you for sharing. Thank you that. for asking. I feel very honored. Uh- it's it's something that I've just, I found myself kind of sharing <laughs> more recently, uh, I guess, well, in particular this year, but mm-hmm. just kind of more as I talk to my children um, about the importance of authenticity and understanding, mm-hmm. being firm in who they are, understanding the power of um, the legacy that they're building and also what has been built and kind of passed on for them yeah so i share that with yeah. them um wow and maybe they i mean they're six and four maybe they're listening maybe they're. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need to check well, in she with is them not here <laughs> 14 and 15 <laughs> your advice like <laughs> I am sitting there about the power of Zuri Hurston and she is on her phone. Like, I'm
0: like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Okay, mommy, I have to play this Candy Crush. Like, it's way more important." <laughs> well, I mean, I want to thank you for joining us, and and I there's one question I I want to ask all my guests. So here we go. Uh, my favorite quote. Is it's not what Mm. they call you; it's what you answer to. And so, my question to you and all my guests:
1: Hmm. What do you
0: answer to? Whoa! Yeah, or you could say what you don't answer to. (laughs) I have a long list of what I do. I won't answer to. But, uh, yeah, and I've I, I, trying to. i been researching and trying to find out exactly who originated that quote. But it's my fave.
1: Um, and so, Miss John. What do I answer to? You what do um, you answer to? I would say today I answer mm. to purpose. I do. mm. Mm. purpose in, um I try in what to area your answer to purpose in all areas of my life so if I feel um well one I knew having served in um Peace Corps and then following through in the Foreign Service that that is an extension of my purpose um I firmly believe and am committed to wow. um showing self-awareness, showing deference for the cultures and the people that we interact with on a daily basis. Um it's something that I enjoy and I find rewarding and it's something that I take very seriously. Um when it comes to learning the language, when it comes to, wow. so in Peru, there's a dish called kui, it's guinea pig. Um, and some of my volu- some of my friends or volunteers were like, we are not eating the guinea pig. And for whatever reason, I, w- I would say, if we are in someone's house, and this is what they are presenting to me, I understand that that requires preparation. I understand that that's money. I understand that that is a gift. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a vulnerability there. And so I eat it. And, mm-hmm. and that's just what it is, um, and, and that's just how I feel. Um, I yeah. also feel wow. purpose in terms of service. So I strongly believe in mentoring or giving back uh, and telling everyone that I meet everywhere I go about the Foreign Service, about the fact that uh, the Foreign Service needs to represent the diversity and the strength that is the United States. So it's very important to me to Mm -hmm. send the message that diplomats look like me um, and pull people into this world and to tell those who don't look like me that are that are within the DIPCOR that they're far better off having a much more dynamic, authentic and uh, foreign service that truly looks like the United States. Otherwise, you're going to come out with the wrong policy decisions. Um, And then purpose in terms of my kids, you know, their floor is my ceiling. Like, this is like nothing. I mean, not nothing, (laughs) but it's it's very, it's kind of muscle memory for them. So they are going to come to me with ideas and dreams that go beyond Birkenstocks and Peace Corps. Like, they're going to go beyond and it is my job right. <laughs> to have a sip of water, and support them and say, if this is what makes mm-hmm. the hair on the back of your neck stand up, then this is a part of your purpose. And I got you. And we, we ride with it. So go for it. And to be hard, I'm going to have to call you, Joel. Like, let me wow. tell you what they said today. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I firmly believe Please in do. that, and I gotta Please give do. them that I gotta make sure that they um feel empowered to to follow their passion and their purpose so so I think that's my thing i think
0: purpose, oh well, my goodness, that is a beautiful answer. um, it is such a pleasure chatting with you and hanging out with you for this short time and i'm so excited for your next adventure in kl uh as you know we were formerly there and we loved it loved it loved it so best best of luck to you and to your family thank you for joining me
1: thank you you too thanks so much
0: Wow. Well, there's nothing that restores my faith in humanity more than someone who is a positive light, who is a shining example of diversity and inclusion and who has served their country all over the world. And that just sums up my guest today. Aquila, thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for getting on Facebook and Instagram and liking us there. You can also find us on letstalkaboutthisoffline.buzzsprout.com and we're going to keep giving you episodes as long as you guys keep listening. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time and don't forget to be the light. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Talk About This Offline and on our website www.letstalkaboutthisoffline.buzzsprout.com Our music is from Soundstripe Our intro is Bits by Famous Cats And our outro is Night Sky by Oh Boy